Hello, Alex here. Hope you're having a great day. We're going to talk about your calling, uncovering your purpose. What is your life's purpose? Do you want to know what you are to do week in and week out? Sometimes we can look around at the people around us and see that their life seems so simple, like they know exactly what they're called to do. God, I wish you would just tell me what is my calling. You're going to be able to know how to know that calling without a shadow of a doubt from this video. We're going to be in Romans chapter 1, verses 16 through 17. Lokilani is going to read the scripture for us. Let's get into it. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Amen. So in this video, we're talking about why you need God's purpose for you, why you can't see God's purpose for you, and how to know God's purpose for you. So first of all, in verse 16, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first, and then also the Greek. Paul found his calling once Jesus found him. That's what he's saying. He's saying, I am not ashamed, not in the least. I know what the gospel is. I know what the gospel has done in my heart. I know the power of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation to make us right with him for everyone who believes. Don't you see what Paul is saying? He says, I'm not ashamed because I know my calling. I know who I am. Why you need God's purpose is why Paul needed God's purpose, why I need God's purpose. And that is calling. To know God's purpose is to know your calling. Paul had purpose. Paul had power because purpose is powerful. Paul is saying, I'm unashamed of meeting Jesus. That's what the gospel tells us. We can meet God, the son of God. We can encounter what it means for the gospel to be good news. What makes it so good? He's unashamed of meeting his calling. The power of God's purpose for you is his relationship with you. When you have a relationship with God, that is powerful. Someone who is a friend of God, a child of God, is the most powerful person on the planet because of who that relationship is with. Once you're in that right relationship with God, you will know exactly who you are and what God is calling you to do. Quick story. When I was 19, I got saved. I was a rebellious, horrible, typical pastor's kid. And I went from not wanting to go on a trip to Congo with my dad and his mission team to all of a sudden, I see the gospel, I encounter Jesus, I meet with him, my heart changes, and now I want to go. As I go to these meetings, preparing for the thing, I'm like, what am I gonna do over there? I don't know, I kinda know how to play guitar, I was bring my guitar with me. I get over there and one day we're at an orphanage, about 75 kids, none of them know their parents. They don't really know God at all. The gospel that they grew up hearing was not the gospel, it was a man's gospel, which we'll get into that in a little bit. And so I'm sitting there, like holding my crayons and I'm gonna pass out. No agenda, no assignment at all, I'm just there. And so I feel God put on my heart, Alex, I want you to share your devotional that you read this morning. Nothing spectacular, I read Luke 15, which is spectacular, but what I'm saying is like, it wasn't like the clouds open and like, I got a word from the Lord, it wasn't any of that. It was like, I want you to read your devotional that you read that morning. So I was like, okay. So I get up and I'm like, auntie, can I, can I read this? Like, I know it's not my job to do this kind of part, but like, can I do this? She was like, okay, 
weird, but sure. And so I get up and I start reading Luke 15 and then I open up my mouth and I start preaching about the good news. Jesus came and found us as lost sheep, helpless, can do nothing on our own accord, can't get back to God. He came and found us. And about 70 kids came to Christ. I had nothing to do with that. How did that happen? That was the first time I ever preached. And that was the first time I ever walked in my calling. And I didn't do anything. It was God's purpose for me, but it was made possible by my right relationship with him because of what Jesus did. My relationship with God was right. And here came the calling. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes we try to get the calling before we get the relationship right with God. Here's why you can't see God's purpose, coveting. If you, if why you need God's purpose is calling, why you can't see God's purpose is coveting. Verse 17 says, for in it, what is it? The, the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. What he's saying is the gospel reveals righteousness, which is right standing and right relationship with God. Righteousness is another translation is an adherence to God's moral upright standard. This is what Abraham had. This is what Noah had. God called Abraham righteous, called Noah righteous. Why? They adhered with their life, with their hearts to the moral standard of God. And they walked in it and they had a right relationship with God. And Jesus is, Paul is saying that that is revealed. That right relationship, that right standing with God is revealed only through the gospel. Why you can't see God's purpose for you is because you're looking for that to be revealed in man's gospel. And it comes out in the form of coveting. Coveting is this. It's peeking over someone else's shoulders and looking at their calling. We can't perceive of God's purpose because we keep peeking over other people's shoulders. We can't see God's calling because we covet other people's callings. Here's an example of this in my own life. Lokalani and I have been reading He Reads Truth, She Reads Truth. It's a... Um, Bible study, like devotional thing. It's mainly just scripture, but they have questions and an outline to help you, you know, think about the scripture rightly. It's so beautiful. So well done. At the end of day one, I was like, we need to do this. We need to make books like this. Amen podcast, send them out. That's our calling. That's what we should do. And God said, that's a fleshly response to someone else's calling. A righteous response to someone else's calling would to say would be to say, right on, this is sick. That inspires me to keep walking in my calling. I love how Paul says in verse 16, uh, to the Jew first and also the Greek. He's saying that when Jesus came here, he went to the lost sheep of Israel first. And that's who um, uh, Peter was sent out to go reach. Paul says, I'm sent out to the Gentiles. What they're saying is we know exactly what the gospel is about. We know what our savior is about. And we know our calling down to the minute details of exactly where we're supposed to go next, what ship we're supposed to jump onto. He walked in his calling, but he wasn't looking okay, what's Peter doing? I like that. Oh, maybe I should do that. Or what's Bartholomew doing? I should do that. But we jump on Instagram, we jump on YouTube and we say, Wow, that was such a great video that brother or sister did. Look at that reel she posted. I need to maybe do that. We're coveting other people's callings. And for that, we're not conceiving of what our calling is. We can't see what our purpose is. That's man's gospel. Man's gospel says, if you just get what other people have, if you just look as good as other people, if you look good in the eyes of people, then you'll be right with God. If you fix up your aesthetic and your feed and people see you as this smart, bright, brilliant person, then maybe, just maybe God will look at that and be like, you know what? A lot of people think you're all right. Maybe you are all right. That's man's gospel. 
The way we get right with God is Jesus coming and taking the righteous wrath and punishment of a holy God towards our sinful behinds. He jumps in and he takes that for us on our behalf. In Christ, we will, that's the only way we'll ever be good. You'll never be good enough on your own because God's righteous, holy standard is so high. And that's what is revealed in the gospel. So how do we know God's purpose for us? We know why we need God's purpose, calling, why we can't have God's purpose, coveting. And here's how to know God's purpose for you, concentration. Verse 17, it says, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Through encountering the gospel, through meeting Jesus, Paul found out, found out how to live. The righteous shall live by faith. That's how you live as a righteous person. Fish swim, birds fly. Righteous people live by faith. That's what Paul understood, how he got alone and he concentrated. Galatians 1, 17 through 18 tells us Paul went to the desert, the Arabian desert for three years with nobody but Jesus. This is after Jesus met him, after he got blinded, after he got his sight back, after he met Jesus, he went out to the desert to figure out and to focus and to concentrate on the king, to figure out what this gospel is about. And in those three years, he received his calling. It wasn't through seminary. It wasn't through all kinds of different circumstances. Getting a, It wasn't from like looking at other people's Instagrams and TikToks and stuff like that. It was getting alone and concentrated on the king that he got his calling. To conceive of your calling, you must concentrate on the king. The king was killed for his calling so you could live in your calling. Paul is saying the gospel is the only way for us to be made right with God. And it's revealed from faith for faith, meaning God gives you the faith to believe in the gospel. And that gives you the power to keep walking by faith. That's why he says, as it is written, the righteous shall live this way by faith, not by feelings, not by coveting, not by looking around, looking and concentrating on the king. And this is what you're concentrating on. If you look at this long enough, you'll know your calling, you'll know your purpose. Look at this, the Prince of Peace was put to death so your purpose could be brought to life in you. That is the gospel, that Jesus' calling led him to death so you could live in your calling. Jesus' purpose was to preach the good news and that got him killed so you could preach the good news with your life's purpose. I don't know what your life's purpose is gonna be. The word preach means to proclaim. How are you gonna proclaim the good news of the kingdom that we are made right, not by our merit, but by our Messiah? How are you gonna do that? Art, business, school, I don't know, writing. It could be anything, but understand that Jesus's purpose was to preach the good news. Luke 4, 43, but Jesus said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. That word sent is where we get the word apostle from. What is Jesus saying? He's saying that God the Father sent him to earth to do what? Luke 4, 43, proclaim the good news. That word proclaim means preach, proclaim, preach the good news of the kingdom of God. What is the good news of the kingdom of God? That we are made right, not by our merit, but by our Messiah. We're made right with God by Jesus. His purpose was to preach the good news and that got him killed so you could preach the good news with your life's purpose. So how will you do this? Last story. 
God has always had providence over the podcast. We, I got the call to preach in Congo. We got married. I started making videos to reach our own youth group kids at our own little small church, like 12 kids. And we started just dragging and dropping those videos into podcasts because I, at the same time, was my job to post my dad's sermon from Sunday to his podcast. And so I was like, okay, I'll just drag and drop mine over there too. I had never set out to do a podcast. I had never told anyone that I was doing the podcast. People just found it and listened to it. And I was like, what's going on here? And then I realized the TikToks and the reels and all that kind of stuff, that's kind of getting old. I should focus my attention on actual long form, serious teaching of God's word because what I'm teaching is very serious. It's more than just a reel or a short or a TikTok. And so through none, none of my own work, God let me led me to doing the podcast. I was already preaching. I was already working at churches, but I left all that to focus more on the preaching, to grow closer and to concentrate on my King. And through that came where I am today, where I pray if God, for God's grace for me to do the podcast until I die. I just, Tim Keller just passed away and I listened to his podcast until Tim died. I want people to do that for me. I want them to hear me preach the gospel every episode until I die. And I want my kids to listen to it. And I want my kids to pass it on to their kids. And that kind of focus came from me learning that I am so covetous towards other people's callings. And that meant making big decisions, deleting my personal pages. I don't say that to toot my horn, toot my own horn. I, I tell that to tell you, me, someone who was making Christian content was had the most covetous heart. I was comparing and wanting to do what other people wanted to do or wanted to do what other people were doing to the point where I said, okay, God, what do I have to do to concentrate on my King? And that's my question to you. You want the calling? Concentrate on the King. How will you concentrate on the King? Answer that question for me, with me in the comments. And I hope that this blesses you. I love you so much. Remember, Jesus is risen and go out and be the church. Amenpodcast.com to support. Now I need to say it. Go out and be the church. Amen.